As a kid, I sent away for every travel brochure that I could. I called every 1-800 number that popped up on the television screen, filled out tear-off magazine vacation kit cards, and mailed them in, and grabbed vacation brochures from local travel agencies. Alaskan cruise books, Parisian hotel brochures, Chinese monument guides. I collected them all. I've always been passionate about travel, even if it wasn't something that I did much of as a kid. My family took the occasional trip, usually to a familiar, family-friendly venue in Florida for spring break, but we never really traveled. We never really explored distant places or immersed ourselves in foreign cultures. So as an adult, I sought to change that. I've done backpacking trips through Europe and spent days and weeks in countries from Cambodia to Japan. All along, I tried to get to know and understand the places I visited. And one of the key factors in my travel one that has always opened doors for me around the world, is beer. From Sydney to Austin and Montreal and many places in between, beer people share an undeniable and symbiotic love and passion, one that draws them together despite cultural or national differences. It works as a valuable bridge between different people, all of whom share a love of the product, which is a powerful unifying force. Travel shows us the world while expanding our own selves, Whether it be in a tap room in your hometown or a brewery across the globe, traveling to the source of where beer is made and served fresh and meeting the passionate people behind the beautiful beers reveals its soul. With nearly 10,000 breweries in the U.S. and countless thousands more around the world, it can feel next to impossible to figure out where to go and where to drink. And that's where the Beer Travelers podcast comes in. Each episode, we'll take a deep dive into a local beer scene highlighting its best breweries, tap rooms, and local wonders, and I hope we'll leave listeners feeling as if they're locals, equipped with a plan of where to have their next pint. We've all spent enough time at home on our couches, ticking off new beers. It's time to get out and explore the greater world of beer. And this week, we're starting where it all began for me, my hometown of Chicago. And I have two of the best to help guide our exploration. Nick and Shalonda White represent two of the freshest voices in craft beer. Shalonda, better known as Afro Beer Chick on social media, is a force of nature, and her husband Nick is an old-school Chicago beer guy who runs Chicago Beer Pass. Together, this dynamic husband and wife team are about as knowledgeable about their local scene as anyone I can think of. For my local podcast listeners, you may recall that I interviewed the pair in February 2021 for my other podcast, The Beer Edge. I'd recommend giving that episode a listen, as it's a rollicking good time that also hits some serious notes. In this episode, we dive deep into what makes the Chicago beer scene special and where you should go for your every beer need. So welcome to the first episode of the Beer Travelers podcast from All About Beer. And we'll get to our conversation with Nick and Shalonda in a minute. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Why take a vacation when you can beercation instead? Explore the world one pint at a time and join pub culture beercations for one of our upcoming group tours, like Going Dutch, Beer in the Netherlands, with award-winning Dutch beer and travel writer, Tim Skelton. As the author of Beer in the Netherlands and Around Amsterdam and 80 Beers, join Tim April 29th through May 11th, 2023 for 11 beery nights as he explores the sights, history, culture, and beer of this often overlooked beercation destination. Visit pubculturebeercations.com for more information. All About Beer is back, and we're asking for your support to help provide the independent beer media this rich and colorful industry deserves. Visit our website, allaboutbeer.com, where we're frequently posting new content. And please consider throwing us a few bucks at patreon.com slash allaboutbeer. 
We have low-cost memberships for individuals and small and large companies alike. Every dollar goes to help produce new articles and podcasts. Now to our interview with Nick and Shalanda White. Nick and Shalanda White, thank you so much for being the first guests on the new podcast, Beer Travelers. Hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> it has been a while since we last spoke, and frankly, you know, it was on my other pod, the Beer Edge pod, and I feel like even then we were talking, you know, whenever I get to talk to folks from Chicago, you know, we're just going to talk Chicago, and that's basically it. We could have talked business, could have talked a bunch of other things, but here, as I, as I was just saying to you guys, I can't picture, you know, two people better situated and suited to sort of tell folks and tell the listeners like, what's going on in the city, what's going on in the beer scene, what's hot, what's not, and and just to give people an idea of the flavor of Chicago and what makes it such a great beer city. So again, thank you guys. And to sort of just, just sort of like start it off here, you know, Shawanda, what do you think, you know, how do you think, you know, you would characterize Chicago as a beer city? Oh my goodness. I'm going to say it's, it's, I'm going to be cautious when I say this, but it's, it's genuinely how, how I feel. Now we all know Chicago is one of the most segregated cities as far as race, but, mm-hmm. but however, with beer, it's pretty diverse because in each neighborhood, you're going to get something very different. You know, it's like almost like North side versus South side, but yet it's still, it's still community. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's what I love about it. Like, for instance, if you go to the South side, you get winer. Winer is about, you know, the organics, the, uh, what they call it, the plant, you know, and then you come to the North side, you have like corridor, which is like hipster in a sense. And then you have, you know, revolution, which is also on the North side It's like, you're going to get like some of everybody rolls through there. So it's, it's a pretty ver- diverse beer scene, if not anything else. Mm-hmm. And Nick, how about yourself? What do you think? Man, uh, you know, I love this town, man, but it's, it's a wild ride, like Shalanda was saying. I mean, we were talking, um, uh, I was talking to Brad about this, man. And it's like, once you get past downtown in Chicago proper, I think you can only name like maybe four breweries, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's like, you know, maybe like four or five breweries. But then up north, like there's this big boom of breweries. But so there's so much opportunity. It, we're like a, um, we're a, it's a well-oiled machine as far as like, a number of brands, a number of breweries are, are here, right? And everyone knows what craft is, but I mean, there's still room for opportunity. It's it's somehow both like a, a, a space for opportunity for craft in a sense that, you know, all the breweries aren't kind of spread out throughout the town, mm-hmm. but then also it's a kind of place where you can really get lost and go, you know, seven, eight, 10 breweries on a, on a weekend trip. And, and they're all totally different, you know? So I kind of like both of those sides of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Chicago, I mean, it's just a it's a city of neighborhoods. And, you know, as Shawanda said, you know, there's a huge part of that is sort of bifurcated and and segregated. Um, And, you know, there's a whole I mean, we could do 100 podcasts on why that's the case. But, you know, how would you describe the city as in terms of its its relationship to neighborhoods? Are are people really kind of going out of their own neighborhoods? Are they sticking around those spots, especially when it comes to beer? Um, you know, Nick, you were saying, you know, maybe in the south side of the city, maybe some of the west side, that that breweries haven't really taken as much as they have on the north side. Yeah, um, like Lagunitas is basically on the west side, mm-hmm. right? It's in Douglas Park. You know, that's like 18th and Western. Um, I think uh, well, you talk about out south. I think you got an open outcry, which is way at the f- uh, far far edge of the city, like almost near Beverly, where like all the cops and all the firefighters have have traditionally lived. I think. Um, 
I kind of view Chicago as kind of like, you know, kind of backpacking through Europe as far as like, you know, going to search for beer, right? Like going from one neighborhood to another is kind of like, you know, that Chicago ain't a city, it's a nation, like that old Twister line was saying, yeah. right? You yeah. know, like I'm super excited. Like I'm, I'm a lot of times I'm near Humble Park, but I can't wait to get to West Loop, right? Because I know there's four or five options and we all know, um, you know, that corridor, uh, Ravenswood corridor where all those breweries mm-hmm. are, Malt, Malt Row, they're calling it, right? But then also like um, just going to edges of the town that I typically wouldn't hang out, you know, to, to find something new and still be in the city. And we haven't even talked about the burbs, right? Right, right. You know, there's actually more, <laughs> there's actually more breweries in the burbs than there are in the city. And then, um, you know, when you talk about folks like maybe visiting Chicago, I think Shalanda said this on one of her pods. She was like, well, you got to find out. They say Chicago, they might be staying near Aurora. They might yep. be staying near, near Schaumburg, you yep. know, Joliet, Joliet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's a, there's a lot of moves to be made. Oh, but to your, to your point, like, sure. Do I, do I want to bike ride to my, my nearest bar brewery? Yeah. Um, I get just as excited going to other neighborhoods to find out what's going on over there too, though. Yeah. This is a, you know, we both are, you know, we all three are not to out anybody, but we're old enough to have seen the de- scene in Chicago develop a bit. And it wasn't always this case. Like how many breweries are there in Chicago now? I'm, I'm sure that no one can keep full count, but just give me whatever your best estimate. You're both rolling your eyes, looking up at the ceiling. Like, Whoa, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. I think when I last asked this question, so in the city of Chicago, there may be like a, in this actual city, mm-hmm. maybe like 70, by 70 ish but in Chicago land and we're talking about the burbs and we're also talking about northwest Indiana because for some reason that's considered to be Chicago land yeah you're looking at a total of maybe give or take 177 Jeez. and that's okay. that's not including the whole state we're talking about Chicago land yeah so yeah yeah, yeah that sounds about right yeah and for, for those as, as Shawanda said for those who aren't familiar Chicago land is this kind of amorphous term that describes kind of everything that you might see that's built up. It's not you, you're not going to hit farmlands and then still be in Chicago land, but you're going to, it goes for a ways. Cause that, that sprawl, like you said, it goes into two, at least two States. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the far suburbs, the far South suburbs um, to the far West suburbs. And I mean, even then, even Chicago land, the term Chicago land has a boundary because I know, I know some people in Kankakee, that are upset because they're not included <laughs> in, in, in the description. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, two brothers is in Aurora, but uh, our, our guy Josh Riley down in Kentucky, who who reps uh, Brickstone Brewing. He says, uh, okay, well, you know, uh, Aurora's further from Chicago than Kankakee. Why, wait, it's a very arbitrary thing. Like, you can be in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Some people might tell you that's Chicago land. Yeah. Uh, you can be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's Chicago's nicest suburb if you have some, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's an arbitrary thing where Chicago land stops and starts. But, yeah. But one of those things that people should know is the city's big and that's, it shouldn't surprise you, but it's, you know, you know, trying to crawl around all these different places. We're hoping to, to get some advice from, from both of you as to the best ways to do that. But let's take a step back. You know, like I was saying, this city wasn't always so popping with, with breweries and, and bars and, or at least not beer places, you know, how has that developed over, over the time that you've both been, been watching the scene? Because I, I know we can all kind of remember back when it was goose and maybe a handful of others. And, and that was really it. I mean, the breweries have that. Definitely- only popped up over the years. I mean, and and they're continuing to pop up. 
Um, every time you turn around, there's a new brewery that is coming. So, I mean, I've kind of been around on the scene for the last 10 years or so. And just, you know, it wasn't, a. I would say about 80% of the breweries were not even in existence mm-hmm. when I was kicking off in like 2010 or 2011. Wouldn't you say that so, Nick? Yeah, I would say that the big boom was like uh, uh, 2013 to 2015 um, I, for whatever reason, right? I, maybe, I think it, it might've had something to do with ROM, you know, I think it had to do something with that daily regime leaving and yeah. and, and um, that whole that whole idea going away and then a new regime coming in and then uh, maybe it was easier. I've said this before and then I think the Burn City guys were like, do not give ROM credit for that. Yeah. So maybe that's just a coincidence thing, but it was around that time, you know, 2012 to 2015, you saw things like really, really pick up tremendously to the point where, okay, I've lost count. You know, I, it's hard to keep score. It's hard for one crew in town to really just keep score yeah. at all. And yeah, my that's my understanding as well is that just the daily administration was not hot on on these breweries opening up. And, and frankly, that's all also before the tap room, you know, model came into big existence and, and that really changed the game. But, you know, you're looking at places like Half Acre and I, I don't remember exactly when that opened, but, you know, these places are are like kind of like the original old school beer places in Chicago. And that place isn't that old. I mean, it's not it's not like this is goose. These guys are still reasonably young who who opened that spot. Late 2000s. I think a lot of it also has to do with social media. Social media played a big part in the trend mm. of craft beer. So, you know, when you get to posting on Facebook and Instagram, they're like, oh, man, this is cool. This person has the brewery. I mean, maybe now I should open up a brewery. I mean, because we, we've talked, I've talked plenty of times about how social media, you know, encourages or um, influence, you know, the craft beer industry. So, I mean, if you look up, you have a lot of home brewers that turned into open up breweries. Um, and I've, after speaking with someone say, because I saw how they thought how easy it was on social media. So we have to kind of attribute that as well. That's funny. Yeah. And definitely, um, I would say the, uh, the sons of goose Island for lack of a better term, but you know, I maybe mean, like a handful of brewers that were working there all went and started projects. You know, uh, that Moody Tongue with Jerry Rubin, uh, you know, everyone knows Laffler with Off Color, uh, Penrose with, with Tom Quarter. I mean, these guys all spun off and kind of started their own breweries right away. Um, that along with entrepreneurs like, uh, well, shit, even uh, even Josh Deeth worked at Goose at mm, one point, yeah. but he was he was a bar owner when he when he made yep. the, when, when Revolution opened. But yeah, that combination of entrepreneurs and brewers kind of all at once doing their doing their thing and, and and standing up businesses standing up breweries some folks coming in from three floyds also there's just you know you had a lot of good feeder feeder breweries to to sort of work in and then like you said this became this diaspora of of chicago brewers especially around that time but you you nick you mentioned goose and it's sort of the the elephant in the room when it comes to chicago and it's just this place that you know i'm i'm sure we can remember drinking hex nut brown ale and actual honkers. And those are the beers I cut my teeth on when I was getting into getting into craft beer and spent a lot of time in, in that brewery. And obviously with the sale to Anheuser-Busch stuff got complicated, but what do you, you know, Nick, what do you think, you know, Goose's you know, role is in the development of beer in Chicago and what, you know, where's it, where's its place then? And then we'll talk about its place now. Um, well then I think, um, I think then their place was as the vanguard, right? Like Goose really uh, went out of their way to explain beer's importance at the dinner table, right? I remember my first introduction to Goose was the 
Greg Hall era and the and the elegant chalice and you know hey you need to have Sophie and you need to have Matilda you know at these at the best bars in town right and Bourbon County Style can have a beer dinner that sort of thing mm-hmm. so and and then also um, nobody partied as hard as them they had these crazy activations in every neighborhood you can think of that incorporated music and art and you know and restaurants from from neighborhoods that were nowhere near where the Goose Island Brewery is right so I think um they kind of hung their hat on those two avenues when I first when I first started drinking goose. And then nowadays I would say, well, they're not the they're not the crazy drunk uncle, but they're they're your mm-hmm. they're your uh, they're your uncle that you go party with and he's got a ton of advice. And hey, he'll let you drive his car and you know he'll let you he'll let you understand, you know, what it means to be in this industry if you want to be in this industry, right? We we Solano were just talking about this, you know, they've always been a good neighbor as far as like, you know, uh, collecting beers and, and, and driving them all to JBF or, you know, having brewers come in and understand their safety practices since they have, you know, really tight knit practices mm-hmm. since the sale, you know, that sort of thing. Or hell, even um with microphone, that collaboration with microphone, it was a, as a double release, one brew to Goose, one in microphone. Uh, Goose said, well, here, if you want an adjunct, why don't you just take our Bourbon County Stout yeast and go make a Bradley's brother one with that and make it at microphone, you know, um, uh, old Irving, they said, Hey, how do I make Bourbon County? How do I make a big, big stout, you know, and they would trade off information, you know, goose wants to know how we make hazies. You go to goose, there's seven fucking hazies on. Yeah. Right. But they're, they're trying their hand at all these hazies because they're hanging out with all these younger breweries that make hazies. So you see this cool exchange of information, right. Where I think goose is kind of still trying to find out well, who we are, Mm-hmm. with regards to like the beers on draft but as as a member of the scene you can kind of see them going out of their way to make relationships with super young super small breweries that you know that a fraction uh their their, their audience is a fraction of goose's audience and i think yeah. that part is that part's kind of cool shawanda what's your take on goose i mean i know goose gets a lot of shit because of they so because of the fact that they sold but for me they're always going to be a gem because Goose is what got me started. It was Nick when we were dating. He got me my first craft beer. It was Sophie. And ever mm. since then, ever since then, I've been chasing after craft beer. Um, what I do appreciate about, you know, even after they sold, they still have the small craft brewery mindedness here in Chicago. You know, they didn't just, you know, sell and then just like, okay, well, forget you guys. We've got our money. It is what it is. You hear so many stories um from actual breweries and brewers about how goose has helped them along the way and are continuing to help them so for me i don't care how much shit people give them i'm always they always have a special place um with me um i still recommend you know i still highly recommend them i mean come think about it they kicked off the whole barrel age program and look where that is now we have a whole festival and who started that goose so we gotta give them love I think they could have, to Shalana's point, you could go to Fulton, that's their production facility, right? You could go to Fulton and see a bunch of shitty, you know, um, high-end offerings from like, I don't know. And I'm not saying these breweries are shitty, but you can see it out of town, a lot of town or out of town offerings from like Elysian or Golden Road or whoever else AB bought, right? You could go to Goose and see that, but you don't see that. You see, um, well, phase three on, mm-hmm. you know, you see Twisted Hippo <laughs> is pouring at Goose Fulton, you know, you see those kind of relationships and that's that's noteworthy i think i'm i'm glad to hear that because i i you know this is going to be a bit of a mutual admiration society when it comes to to goose because i've loved for goose like i said you know it's 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 sort of the the dad who raised me in this in this game a little bit and but it's also just i i'd like to i like to hear what they've done over the years and i agree that like it's one of those 
you know, you get to be a certain size, especially within that bureau- that bureaucracy. It's hard to know who you are. It's hard to figure out who you are. And they lost a lot of great talent, like like you both noted, you know, in that in that transition. And those folks went on to do incredible things at a lot of different places, especially just e- even in the city. But it's good to hear that they're they're still making good in the in the neighborhood. And they're not just pumping all that beer three one two out of Baldwinsville or something like that. It's uh they're still trying to do some they're still trying to do some good stuff for for the city. Yeah, I think people in other towns might might disagree, right? But <laughs> I think I saw somebody, you know, maybe it was a beer advocate guys or somebody on on Twitter, evil evil beer Twitter, or, uh, opinionated <laughs> beer Twitter. It's not evil, opinionated beer Twitter. Oh, but like you know, Yankee. I think it was Yankee Stadium and Fenway Park where they're kind of forcing you to drink yeah, certain yeah. beers. So it's, I, I can understand it being a different conversation in other regions yeah. about goose. Y'all can understand that. Yeah, that's. I think that's a totally fair comment. I think that makes perfect sense. So let's get into, you know, you know, Goose is great. Goose is part of the Chicago, or is a big part of the Chicago scene. But let's talk about what has happened in the last decade or so. And, you know, Nick, as someone who has been writing about craft beer for a long time, covering it, podcasting, you know, I, you know, I talked about when I was on that Beer Edge pod with you a few months or a year ago. I used to, you know, whenever I'd be home in Chicago, I would run into Nick somewhere. It doesn't matter where I'd be. I'd just be at some event. I'd be at the map room, just grabbing a beer, or I'd be down at Three Floyds, a, you know, a Dark Lord day. And who, would, and who would roll in? There'd be Nick. Nick was everywhere. He was just a, he was just a man about town. Yeah, always. I, was, I, was at a... always, I used to tease him and say, there is not a beer party if Nick is not there. It's true, man. I, I would just be there. I would just be in town for like a weekend or something like that. I'd run into him twice somewhere. It's just like he was Deucex, the guy. I'm, I remember do six. Um... Yeah. Yeah. The guy was that guy was everywhere, which is yeah, which is great. And it, but it's like, have you guys kept up that energy? Nick, have you kept up that energy? Like you've been, you know, we've both been at this for a while. Like, are you still going out? Are you still excited to try new places? The Chicago scene still doing it for you? I'm a very uh, social, antisocial, as as my wife has pointed out, you know, numerous times. <laughs> but I feed off of, um, you know, I feed off of the guys around me, you know, Brad with Chicago mm-hmm. Beer Pass or Shalanda with her whole outlet with, with ABC. Yep. I mean, I, they kind of reinvigorated me because if it was up to me, you know, I'd hang out at, um, I'd hang out at Peace and I'd hang out at, uh, you know, hang out at Haymarket all the time, mm-hmm. you know. But since I roll with these guys <laughs> most of the week, you know, I think that that's what keeps <laughs> me going, honestly, right? Because, you know, uh, my buddy Brad, he's kind of stuck in his hand. He's not stuck, but he, he's a very routine oriented guy. He's like, hey, I went to Alarmist. It was great. You know, that, and yeah. that's, his, that's yeah. his report a lot of weeks. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, well, shit, if we're going to if we're going to have any kind of range here, you know, I got to go out to whatever just opened and see what the yeah. hell's going on. So that, I think that's those things keep me going, honestly. Yeah. And then trying to challenge myself to say, hey, you know, um, there used to be crews in the suburbs. Honestly, we talk about the suburbs a lot, you know, because we like leaving occupied Chicago. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, there was crews called um, Suburbia was a crew. And there was a guy called the poor man. Right. And they would do kind of what we do just tell us what the hell's going on in the burbs. But then they quit talking about it. So yeah. then we were like, well, fuck it. The only way we're going to get to the bottom of what's going on is if we go. Yeah. So I think that's where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of my information from from both of you and seeing where you guys are at, what's new, what's going on. So let's talk a little bit about that. You know, Shawanda, let's talk You know, a few years ago. Where would your favorite places have been in, you know, five years ago? Where, where, where would you, you know, where's your top three? What would you have wanted to, you know, if, if Nick was like, let's go out tonight, you say, you know, I get to choose. Here's where I'm picking. 
oh my god oh my goodness five years ago <laughs> yeah i know it feels like a different world but that's it like there's all these places are so new you got to kind of like i figure... think about what bread what breeze i mean it was so funny because maybe five years ago that was pretty much when i started abc so it was like i was a see okay maplewood i was going i was hitting maplewood a lot i don't even think at that time revolution was in was in the rotation revolution came into rotation a little bit later for me um Three Floyds, definitely. Three Floyds was my ditch day. Like if I wasn't going yeah. to work that day, I would go see my mom because she lived right down the street from Three Floyds. And then I would dip and go to Three Floyds because they had, I just loved their, um, their, their tap room. Unfortunately, that is no more. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Um, honestly, those two were, were my heaviest rotations or I would just hit up like some store and just kind of buy beer um, that wasn't here in Chicago. So, but I would say three floors is really the heaviest yeah. for me yeah. all the time. <laughs> and Nick, how about yourself? Five years, you know, five years ago, Nick, what, what, where was he going? Man, I probably, um, I probably Everywhere. wasn't, probably wasn't <laughs> driving back then, <laughs> uh, but I guess that never stopped anything. Right. Um, man, well, yeah. Shalana just sent me a picture of, uh, Emporium and they had a run of jewels pop up, man. I was about five years ago. That was like our first mm-hmm. Lollapalooza together. And man, I remember, um, you know, beer bars. Well, that's a beer bar and an arcade. Mm-hmm. Or um, being downtown, I would go to like Housing Hood. It was in the Tribune Tower, right? Yeah, that, play, that place was massive. Dude, it was like over 100 beers on draft, you know, and I, I could just appreciate, you know, these, um, these what do you call them? These distributors, man, they've got their hands heavy into some of these beer programs. Yeah. But, but places that are no longer here, like, you know, Housing Hood or... Um, or side door. That was a spot that was in the Larry's Prime Rib downtown that closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, closed. <laughs> you know, uh, well, Clark Street Ale House is still open. You yeah, know, that, that's a good yeah. hang. But those are bars. I mean, we talking yeah. like five years ago. We talking about breweries five years ago. Oh man, I was probably <laughs> man. I was probably on the off color train. Yeah, kind of kind of heavy when they opened. Um, man, where else would I've been? Man, that's a good question, Andy. It goes it goes <laughs> by it goes by so fast, man. Um. Shalanda already mentioned. Uh, it's like we're talking about his brewery babies. Oh, they just grew up so fast. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think of a place that, you know, we all places that we all don't talk about all the time. Like, because, you know, you're at Faker all the time. Yeah. You know, you're at, you're at, you know, we're at Rev and we're at, you know, Maplewood. Yeah. And this we're is sort of places all the time. Yeah. And this is what I'm sort of trying to get at because we're going to talk about the new, new, which is what everyone wants to talk about. But, you know, some of the older places that, that maybe don't get as much love. Um, and that's really, I think, like I said, I haven't been home. I haven't been back to Chicago in four years now. So for me, it's sort of like the city is a little stuck in cotton amber. Like it's just, it's like, you know, it's a place in time. So a lot of the new places I'm not even familiar with, but yeah, for me, you know, that was, you know, I'd come home and there'd just be a handful of spots you'd always want to go to. And for me, you know, I'd want to, I want to stop into goose. And that was probably before they even added the, added the, the sort of newer tap room. Um, but, you know, I'd go there and you always you just the beer bars of Map Room and Hop Leaf, you know, stop and have dinner at Hop Leaf. That you know, doesn't get old. It's just, you know, that place yeah. has been there forever. It doesn't get old. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I think since uh, five years ago, we probably popped into, um, well, all of that. Uh, what, what are they calling that area over there? The um, Chicago Brewing District, right? That would have yeah, been like yeah. Great Central and mm-hmm. On Tour and uh, Forbidden Root and, uh, 
you know, uh, brew yards. Yeah. Like th- those kind of spots we'd have fell into five years ago. Uh, Cobra Lounge, which is now All Rise. We don't really go there too much. It's a little too alt right up in there, honestly. It's kind of weird up in there now. <laughs> but, it, you know, places like that, you know. We'll be right back with more Beer Travelers after a message from our sponsors. Stop living vicariously through other people's social media posts and get out and make some memories of your own. Join Pub Culture Beercations for one of our upcoming tours and start exploring the world one pint at a time with us. Visit pubculturebeercations.com for more information. Want more beer for your ears? The new All About Beer podcast, hosted by M. Sauter and Don Tess, takes a deep, engaging dive into the hottest topics in beer. Do you need to know what the heck a cold IPA is? Check out the first episode wherever you get your pods. New episodes drop every other Thursday. And now, back to Beer Travelers. So let's look at... uh... Something, let's do a bit of a, a lightning round here. Um, let's go with uh, Sh- let's go with Shimanda first. What's the best IPA brewery in Chicagoland? Oh my god, it's like asking which one is my favorite kid. I That's know so you got, I, I got, I got, I got two kids. I'll tell you, I got favorite. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, sorry, my sorry, my dog was calling himself busting in. <laughs> yeah, um, you're just trying to get out of the question. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Favorites, favorites, IPA brewery. Oh my goodness. Oh. We got to do this lightning round style. So you just got to just okay, say I'm sorry. it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go hot butcher. I, I, I love hot butcher's IPAs. I do. I love their IPAs. What is it about hot butcher? Um, I love, you know, it's so funny because some people say, some people say, Hey, you're getting like the same beer, which for me, it's not. I think I love how they <laughs> kind of switch up the hops and I can, you know, get the distinct taste out of each one. They're always so bold and in your face. So I always do enjoy Hoppager's IPAs. Nick, this is not much of a lightning round, but I'm going to ask you the same question. Best IPA brewery. And you can't, you can't take, you can't steal Shawanda's, you know, story here. You got to have no, your own story. I, I wouldn't do that to her, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to shout out uh, Old Irving Brewing, man. I like what they're doing. Uh, I've, I've been drinking a lot of their stuff lately because, um, you know, my buddy Brad on over on Beer Pass, he, he he drinks them a lot. So I drink them a lot. And, um, man, I'm just a big fan of um, they really dialed in this. Uh, they really dialed in the hazy pale. You know, they, they, they're extracting very cool flavors from these small beers, big flavor, you know. And I'm like, they're, they are not missing. They are not missing with their IPAs, you know, and their, uh, and their hazy pales. So I'm going to go with them. We're gonna stick with you for this best lager brewery. Mm. Okay. No, um, no, 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 no. You didn't go, and he's gonna steal your answer too. So you better come up with that second answer. <laughs> Man, um, shit. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Motor Road Brewery. No, I'm just playing. They closed. Oh. <laughs> Man, but you know, I did a I did a roundup with uh. Paul Anner for uh, some Oktoberfest stuff, and I put a uh, Metro. Sorry, I put I put Metropolitan in the lineup with a bunch of local offerings, and I was just like, man, now I now I understand why people like Metro so much. You line them up with other loggers, and the yeah. Metro one is is kind of is kind of standing a little taller than these other ones. So I'm going Metro. I like that answer. I like yeah. that answer. I'm going Dovetail because of the fact that they go that extra step to make sure. That they process the water from different regions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, dovetail. They they always hit hard. Yeah, that's. I think these are these are two excellent answers. Dovetail is the one I thought Nick was going to give, but no, he he did he yeah he he, he did not. He went he I went a little. So too. I thought he was getting ready to take mine. Like, 
yeah, that, that's a but metro is like one of those another one of those places that has been open for i mean kind of a long time at least in chicago's beer history but in the great scheme of things probably fewer than 15 years would be my guess maybe 12 13 years something like that but they yeah. do they do great stuff that doesn't catch all i mean dovetail obviously gets all the all the love as well it should and as shawanda's saying like it's one of the only beer tours I've ever been on where instead of serving me a couple of different beers during the tour, they give you three or four different samples of water. It's wild as hell, right? Yeah. Just like, here's, <laughs> here's our treated water. Here's how we treated it for this and this and this and try the different waters. And they're so excited to talk to you about water. And, and it's, it's the only tour I think you ever go on that you'll have that. But, but Metro's it's got a, uh, you know, that, that tap room is, you know, the brewery is beautiful. Like it's, it's, it's a gorgeous space and that you sit in there and you drink a Hellas or you drink a, you know, drink, drink a crankshaft, which I understand not, not lager, but close enough. Just, just beautiful. Just beautiful beer. Yeah, man. Shout out to Dovetail, man. You're right. They're, they're super nerdy. They got that old uh, West Defiant, Defi- and I always butcher West his name. That's the, fun. The old, ke- <laughs> they got the yeah. old kettle from the Bavarian hillside. You know, they geek out about wheat, <laughs> you know, yeah. they geek out about, about water. Yeah, but I think hands down Metro might be the most scenic brewery in the city. That, yeah. that place, that place is gorgeous. You want to hear something funny? Um, Finch, one of the guys who used to brew at Finch, said that that was the spot that Finch, when they made this announcement ten years ago about this eighty thousand square foot brewery that they were going to build, that was actually the metropolitan space that they were talking. Really? About. Okay. Yeah, and we just start, we just started laughing like, "There's no way Finch is going to build a brewery that big." <laughs> but Metro, Metro's doing it nice over there. They're doing yeah. very nice. Yeah, and I and I love those folks, and they also had a lot of a lot of smart and good people come through that program as well. Um, okay, we're back back on on Shawanda here. We got uh, who's got the best barrel program in the city? Revolution. There you I'm go. I'm just saying. I mean, those not. I'm just. I'm not just saying it because those are my people. But Marty, Glenn, Jim, John, all of the Josh there. That bear program is killer over there. Yeah, they really know what they're doing. And now it's now it's a tough one for yeah. Nick's already shaking. His, <laughs> Nick's already shaking he his head. See, uh, he knew I was gonna pick Rev. And he knew if if he would have picked Rev over me, I was gonna be mad at him. <laughs> yeah, Nick, what yeah. you got uh, for for barrel program? Man, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I mean, I, I would have to say half acre um, because I enjoy the way they use those neutral cask as well as those uh, those wine barrels. And they offer you, you know, they offer you the deep end stuff. They don't do barley wines quite like Rev, but mm-hmm. they offer you the deep end stuff with, you know, with, with the Benthic series. But then they also have that um, that Hidden Cove series of and it's all a play. You know, um, who's our who's who's the lady who started um, uh uh, Swanson uh, Avery Avery Swanson yeah Yeah. they collaborated with her they got all these wild culture beers and then they're they're using you know saisons and sticking them in these wine barrels I enjoy the range of of what they do over at Half Acre with barrels so I'm gonna say Half Acre what about and this is a little bit different you know Nick what's the best sour program in the city or in (laughs) Chicago land See, it's a question. Should I be giving these questions ahead of time to people or, or you know, is, is it better to just, you know, because people won't have the, no, the it's, video. It's pretty cool on the spot because <laughs> it makes you think. It makes you think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because when I think of sours, I think the last sour I might have had was from like, uh, you know, Upland and they're from, you know, they're from Indiana. Yeah. Man, that's a tough one. When's the last time I had a, a, 
a, a good sour, man. Ew. This is when this is when he needs a tag team partner and Shimano yeah, jump jump in, come over that top rope and give yeah, us her that's view. True. I'll say the oh. uh, I'll say the mixed fermentation stuff. Not quite sour, but the mixed fermentation stuff from Junior. I'm drinking a lot of that. Not quite sour, more like a mixed culture ale. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Dutch Bag because they brought it there as well. Just kind of these yeast forward offerings that play on sour flavors. Um, so I'm gonna say Junior. Okay. This one is hard for me because it's really a tie. Um, I'll take it. I'll accept it. Okay. So, I mean, off color, you know, they, they definitely do the sour wild else pretty, pretty damn good. We all know that. But a lot of people are overlooking afterthought. I really enjoy theirs. I mean, this just what they're doing out there. And, you know, they're kind of underrated right now. So, uh, yeah. So those two for me, it's like, a, it's like an even tie. So what about an... And we'll stick with Shawanda. Like, what about an under the radar brewery, a brewery that you think is just not getting the love that it deserves? Uh, a place that is, it, it may not even be up and coming, it may just be a place that's existed for a long time, but you just think just people aren't giving it the respect uh, that it deserves. One part of me wants to say Funky Town, but these brothers are actually out there putting in that work. So they're kind of all over the place. So I'm going to say Afterthought. Because, you know, when I have a conversation with people, they were like, wait, where is this at? You know, I've never heard of this. Where, you know, what type of beers? But yet when you go there, they have a really nice tap room. And and their beers are pretty damn solid. So I'm going to say Afterthought. And whereabouts in the city is that? That's actually, it's not, it's actually Chicago. Man. Man, so that's, like, that's the problem. That's the problem <laughs> yeah, with these yeah, lists. Yeah, yeah. There's so much cool stuff outside of the city. It, yeah, it's Lamont. <laughs> okay. And Nick, how about yourself? What what's an under the radar place? Man, um, under the radar, you know, I always like I like going to Spiteful, man. It's it's in the shadow of, yep. of Half Acre. Um, shout out to Funky Town though, man, because them boys, they do not miss. These motherfuckers do not miss. They make so much good stuff. Um I I'm a big fan of Spiteful. I was at the Windy City Smokeout. Um, you know, it's country music and barbecue and, and beer, super weird lineup. Um, but you know, first thing I grabbed was spiteful alley time, you know, because mm-hmm. um I think you know they are I, I want to say they're with Glenn. So you see them at like you know United Center for Hawks and and uh and Bulls games, but no one no one really talks about spiteful. Um their wheat line, you know, their lager, their IPA, always those are always solid choices whenever I go to spiteful. And I like hanging out there. It's a city proper place that flies under the radar and that I like hanging out at, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say though. I know Nick's generally a pretty, pretty positive, nice guy, but I'm going to ask him to say something not as nice here. I'm going to go with this. What's a place that needs to step up its game? If you feel like calling anybody out, if you don't, I won't, I'm not going to put you guys on the spot and make you say it, but you know, a place that you just, you just hope to see better things out of. Um, what the hell's going on with, um, with, um, what's the name of the place they're calling their place on division? Um, I was going to say the, the chicken coop, but it's not. It's the fin- the the, uh, the perch, Finch, Finch Brewing. What's going on? What's, what's going on with? I mean, I think they're kind of like into. They got the aesthetic nailed down, right? You're walking down the Vision Street, and you know, there's bar after bar, restaurant after restaurant, and they got a they got a very nice layout. It looks really good in there, um, but it feels like more of a cocktail bar or a restaurant than a brewery. But they got all these gorgeous tanks. I think they're even copper tanks. And then, well, what are they? And you know, they they rarely ever have any or their own beer on. I'm like, well, what's going on here? Yeah, you know, 
because the other location that they just well they just sold it but the other location sat in the shadows of great central and all that stuff and they never even rolled to the public they they were in the chicago brewing district and the only place you couldn't go to was finch because they weren't they were close to the public yeah and i'm just like well what the hell's going on with this is at least their fourth location right? yeah at least yep. so what's going on with finch man are they gonna you know and, and then you talked to all these brewers the we, we were thinking about uh, doing this, this story called the legend of finch because there's so many finch and uh, alumni all around town yeah you know and every time we bring it up they'll run down all these folks that used to work at finch you know so i'm gonna say finch man what the hell is going on with finch Finch is the brewery that never dies. <laughs> yeah, it's <the> true. <laughs> I know because like because even, even somebody like as old as I am in this, like I remember here, I feel like I've had this discussion 12 years ago, you know, with people and they're like, what the hell is going on with Finch? Like this is right, the third, I, this just keeps happening. <laughs> I remember I the when I first started, right? It was like right after I became president of Chicago Girls Paint Out, I went and worked one of their parties at their very first location. And I'm like, Okay, and then they sold and they moved and they sold it again. Like, oh my goodness, like what's going on? Y'all like the brewery that never dies. Just, just keep popping up. But yet nobody really knows about your beer. Man, good, good time, Charlie, who went on to start right beside her. He worked at Finch. The current uh, pub brewmaster at Clybourne, Mike Jacobs, he worked at Finch. Uh, our guy, uh, Christian Berdellis, who is the head brewer over at Burn City, he, he's, he's a member of Finch. You know, um, our guy, Pork and Alcohol, uh, Ryan, who pours at the Beer Temple, he used to work at the Finch Tap Room. Like, everyone who worked at Finch went and found other gigs. And I'm just wondering what's going on. It's, it's funny. It's a funny story. <laughs> Shonda, what about you? I'm going to say Moody Tom. Okay. Like, why the hell are they even around? Like, their beer isn't all that great. I mean, the best thing at the brewery is the chocolate cake. So, I mean, other than that, how are they existing? Because no one really speaks on their beer i've never heard anyone says say that moody Tom is a a destination brewery or their beer is even good i appreciate both of you keeping it real and answering the question you could have just been like no we just want to keep it nice but i appreciate that, is, that. that is the high road and I've, yeah you know i've heard oh yeah we i try to avoid conversations like this actually yeah. I, I tried to but, I don't. Uh, I genuinely want to. I didn't. I genuinely want to. No, I did. I did have an answer for that one. <laughs> My husband is the nice one of the two. Me, I'm like, look, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll let you get another sip in here, Shamanda. You get friends coming in from out of town, and you basically can go. You know, where's the first place you're taking them? If they're, you know, they don't have any preference necessarily, but you just want to show them like the s. You know, what is you know Chicago beer to you? Where do you want to take them? Revolution. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you guys got to do that one. <laughs> you doing so? You going to you going to brewery tap room or are you going to the restaurant? We're gonna go to the uh, brewery tap room. Okay. First. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the brewery tap room. And that's yeah. a and you know that's it's an amazing space and it's a, it's just this yeah. mammoth space that they've they finally just recently bought, which is awesome for them. Yeah. And they've held events in there and they've got the world's largest American flag and just the prettiest, like an Instagram <laughs> scene with all the barrels, like it just set up for you. If you're a beer nerd, but you also love Instagram, this is like, and also maybe some hot barrel beer. Like this is, it's a spot. They're good folk. Nick, what about your, what about yourself? Where are you taking folks? Ooh. I like these questions, Andy. Um, I think low key, man, I might take them to uh, District Brew Yards. You know, I think it's proximity to uh, West Loop and it's proximity to the brewing district. But then also it's it's a modern beer hall. It's four breweries in one. 
all local beer. Twisted Hippo is going to be there. You know, you got Burn City. You got, um, you know, uh, a crew that super flies under the radar. And I actually, I should shout out to Around the Bend. Um, I really dig what they're doing. And then you got, um, you got that fourth brewery, the uh, Casa Humilde, which is a Latin inspired brewery, right? And they got all these wacky themes and all these different, all these different exotic flavors. Um, I think I'm taking them to brew yards, man. A for its location, but then B because of what who's who's at brew yards. I'm taking them there. So, city's got a lot of lot of events, a lot of different beer events. What are the best? What each of you? What's the best event in the city? We talk Bobab. Bobab. <laughs> and Nick, oh, you man. can you can speak on it. Maybe it's beer under glass. I don't know. Maybe there's they got a lot of got of like festivals and a lot of beer events in this in the burbs. They got all sorts of fun looking stuff. Yeah, Fobab is is our finest hour, right? Yeah. Fobab is our most revered event. Um, every beer you have there might be at a and a regular pop up at a regular bar any night of the week. Every beer you have there might be the first beer you grab if you were just at a regular bar. You and know, for those who don't, for those who don't know, what is Fobab? Uh, Fobab is the oh. festival of uh, wooden barrel aged beers. Fobab is the Lollapalooza of beers. That's 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 good writing right there. That's excellent. <laughs> that just that's the elevator. That's the elevator pitch for Fobab. Yeah, it says it's at a stadium now too. Yeah, it's actually a pretty wild ride. Um, <laughs> Fobab. Um, you mentioned Bug. You know they they t- they permanently moved the location above. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think you know, at its peak, I don't think there was ever a party better than beer in the glass on a good day. Yeah, right. It's in a it's in a it's in a historic landmark. You know, it's got seven different rooms with all different climates of all different types of plants. Basically, a plant museum with a huge blue bluestone terrace garden. Um, it's on the west side of town, a, a part of the city that none of us ever really go to. Yep. Right. And then um, it's a guild event. So you can find all these suburb breweries we've been talking about, plus all the city breweries. And everyone's trying to impress each other. It's open in a craft, uh, craft beer week. Um, yeah. But that that event, as we know it, is is gone. But that would have been my, my top mm-hmm. pick. Um, what's my second favorite party to go to? <sighs> It's like he doesn't know. He's, the guy goes to like a hundred of these things a year. Just I know, like, right? <laughs> he's like, I can't I mean, choose. I can't choose between all my friends. It's sometimes hard, I have to nudge. I'm like, well, let's go somewhere, you know, because the old age is starting to set in. So let's let's get out. I'm saying. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> the best part is the two of them are podcasting here separately but in the same house in the same spot so it's just like you know that after this is done he's gonna be like, why'd you do me like that just come on yeah shalanda's <laughs> in the uh in the office i'm in the south bar yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um, this 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 city that we that we all love how do you think chicago stacks up against other beer cities you've been to you know what here's the thing i for me personally when it- it comes to the beer scene, I really hate to kind of compare um, because every because you're gonna get something different. Now, will I compare like the downtown? I mean, I'm snobbish like, oh, this is our downtown, but I don't want to do that to the beer scene because everybody offers something so unique mm-hmm. and so different. So, I mean, I mean, I have gone like, for instance, Milwaukee. Milwaukee has come up big time on the yep. beer scene just over the last. 10 years so it's definitely a destination like hey this their city is a spot where you can literally go and do some do a vacation and and do some drinking um i have 
we're going up to Missouri to Kalamazoo and go check actually that's, this that's weekend. Michigan, that's Michigan. Yeah, I'm just saying, but we're going to go check it out. So it's like, and I'm sure it's going to be vastly different from Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, don't get us wrong. You know, Chicago's always home, is always love for us. So, you know, we always want to be biased towards it, you know, because it is Chicago. <laughs> Nick, I hear I was asking Shawanda to to just basically shill for the city of Chicago and its beer scene, but she didn't take uh, the bait. She's 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 too diplomatic. She's she's giving shout outs to all sorts of scenes. How about you? What what kind of hometown? What kind of pride you got for the city? How do you want to promote it? Man, um, I love this town, man. You know, Portland. Portland's a good hang. She mentioned Milwaukee. Um, one of my favorite cities to hit was, um, you know, Grand Grand Rapids is is a good hang. You know, there's a there's a ton of cool spot i mean denver i mean come on you know denver yeah. denver is a good a good hang but i think um you know you mentioned city of neighborhoods and you mentioned like you know like this combination of food and drink in all these different neighborhoods and the, and the range of type of breweries that you get when you're here i don't really see that in other places mm-hmm. and, and that and that's what i'm excited about you know and I, and I love i love the fact that um you know there's this movement towards everyone's got this movement towards lager lager breweries or lager just lager beers in general but we start to have a, a, a movement towards you know incorporating wine barrels and and, and you know like uh i go i love dovetail because the dovetail guys will tell you hey we're not a lager brewery we just we master um different t- continental european styles yep. you know and the one that people gravitate towards most is a lager but we're not a lager brewery you know i like i like the range of breweries in chicago and i like all the different neighborhoods that you can hit up and then you got big players here too for people who are straight up novice and don't understand you can take yep. them to a lagunitas you know you can take them to the big the big brands that they know but then you can you know take them to a small neighborhood brewery like uh you know like like to humble park you can mm-hmm. take them to a super small brewery that they've never heard of and still have a really unique experience that kind of marries you know a love for culinary and a love for beer you know there's a lot of there's a lot of places that are taking pride in both and, and presenting that as their as their beer offering so that's that's very exciting we have um we've talked a lot about north side breweries we've talked a little about suburban breweries what's the place south of the city that you know people should shouldn't miss or even in uh, just even a neighborhood, if you want to talk, you know, even a place that has good beer bars, some place that people should go if they're if they're just not, you know, if you, if you if you're there for a few days, you've seen the you've done all the north side or a bunch of the north side, you should try getting out and spreading yourself around the city a little bit. Man, I tell you, I would um, uh, this was a romp that Shalana and I took. Um, she talked about Weiner, so you got this. Uh, I would say the three would be uh. You know, you go by Sox Park and the first brewery you hit is Mars. Um, yeah. This is in Mars is in uh, Bridgeport. And then you keep going. There's a neighborhood called Back of the Yards. That's where the plant is. That's where Weiner is. And Weiner is nothing like anything you would associate with a brewery. And that's, you know, south of the mm-hmm. south, south of where the White Sox play. But then I would go east and uh, stay on 47th Street and go over to Bronzeville Winery. It's a black home winery. Um, they've got a, a Cordon Bleu Chef. Um, and it's from a guy who throws a killer block party. The Silver Room block party is probably one of the largest block parties, one of the largest events, period, in Hyde Park. Um, I would say take that 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 uh, that that dance, uh, Bronzeville Winery, Winer Brewing, and Mars Brewing, and um, for three completely different experiences. Yeah, all, all south of downtown. And I think that's the key, right? Get out here, yeah, and you know, explore some neighborhoods. You know, there's it's uh, there's a huge. Um, Latin community over by back of the yards. We stopped. We went into a grocery store, 
and has some, it was a bizarre experience standing, standing, standing in line. Everyone's waiting for these lines, these tacos in the back of a grocery store. It's, it's, a, it's a totally different experience than, you yeah. know, just hanging out, just hanging out in, um, in West Loop or something. Shalanda, I know he just spoke on a tour you guys just did, but what, you know, anything, anything, any other place you'd add or you want to craft your own tour? I mean, okay, so if you want to go even further than that, because I feel like the South suburbs sometimes do not get as much love yeah. as the actual yeah. city. So this is like, and you know, you got Open Eye Cry, which is at the very edge of the city south. Horse Thief Hollow, which is like right down the street from Open Outcry. But if you go in, even further south of that, um, you got Hellstorm. So it's like, if you want to kind of do that south, that far south route, mm-hmm. there you go. That's true. You got to set it up for folks that, you know, that say they're coming to Chicago, but they're really not going to Chicago. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're staying out by the uh, O'Hare area, you know, you go over there, um, you go go get you some microphone in your life, you know, go get you some uh, Unani Hubbard's Cave, you yeah. know, that that northwestern side of things. I yeah, mean, pop, pop, you know, uh, phase three, if you're feeling frisky, you know, pop, pop in the short fuse, man. Go get you one of those crazy beers. If you got a, if you want to get rowdy and close out your night, there's an unusual amount of space at short fuse, unusually large suburban location. You can act a fool in there. No one cares. It's kind of like part of the part of the deal, you know. Shonda has thoughts, but. Maybe we say Solana hates source food. It's the it's the brewery everyone loves to hate. Yeah. I mean, it's all right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, okay. If I your hotel I room, all I'm saying is if your hotel room is in Rosemont, you go to Crust. It's the car beer then, if that's the case. You, if you if you don't want to go just hang out in, you know, occupy Chicago traffic and you're in Rosemont near O'Hare. Take your ass to crust. That's a brewery. It used to be a, a German. Used to be the German folks. Who was that? Who who was in there? There was the brew house. House yeah. brew house. Or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, it's a pizzeria brewery near Rosemont, and then a mile away is Short Fuse, and then you can shoot over the microphone. Now you got three breweries, and you don't have to sit in traffic. You're welcome. Nick Shalanda, thank you so much for being the first guests on the premiere of the inaugural episode for beer travelers where we we made it but also you guys made it like the you guys are you guys are kind of the essence of chicago's beer scene to me i think the two of you represented beautifully i think you guys have passion you're smart you're dedicated to it and but you're still you still got you still got you know the drive to to get out there and in both of your voices you can hear kind of the passion for for the beer scene and just wanting to 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 experience all of it make it better and you know from one former chicagoan to the current chicagoans i i greatly appreciate it thank you sir hey man and um thank you for having us man and then more importantly man congratulations on on reviving this brand Thank you. Know, you. It's gonna be back and better than ever. Couldn't couldn't be happier for you, man. It's good. To, it's good to see you making these power moves, man. It's what we're trying yeah. to. It's what we're trying to do here. But also, before I let you go, promote yourselves. Tell me what you. What are you? What are the projects? Where can people hit you up at? Um, you can hit me up individually at Afrobeatrick and all the social medias, and then you can hit us collectively um, on our bourbon podcast at the knee, at the Nipur. I do like that bourbon podcast. <laughs> yeah, right on man you can find me on twitter at nicosio um shout out to uh chicago beer geeks that's that's my website it's at shy beer geeks on twitter uh shout out to my man brad chimaluski loose keys chicago beer pass is our audio show our weekly audio show and of course the afro mentioned uh Neatport, uh featuring 
Nick and Avril Birchik. Thanks for listening to the Beer Travelers podcast. If you have a suggestion for a town we should visit next, please drop us a line at podcast at allaboutbeer.com. Please give our podcast a review wherever you listen. It really helps folks find out about us. And if you like the episode, tell a friend and post on your socials. Interested in learning more about connecting with an engaged, energetic, and interested audience of curious beer consumers and brewers? We have many different advertising opportunities, including through our podcasts, website, newsletter, and social media channels. For more information, please contact us at podcast at allaboutbeer.com. Stop living vicariously through other people's social media posts and get out and make some memories of your own. Join Pub Culture Beercations for one of our upcoming tours and start exploring the world one pint at a time with us. Visit pubculturebeercations.com for more information. All About Beer is back, and we're asking for your support to help provide the independent beer media this rich and colorful industry deserves. Visit our website, allaboutbeer.com, where we're frequently posting new content. And please consider throwing us a few bucks at patreon.com slash allaboutbeer. We have low-cost memberships for individuals and small and large companies alike. Every dollar goes to help produce new articles and podcasts.